Dana Carvey did this? I'm saying that Dana Carvey is Josh killed, Brolin. Is Josh Brolin, <laughs> and he killed uh, Tom Holland. Okay, cool. Welcome back to Some Spiders Change Colors to Blend into Their Environment. It's a defense mechanism. <laughs> your one-stop shop for all things that are specifically about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films. I'm Zane. I'm Casey. In regards to that last episode, man, sure am sorry about that one. Think I talked about Kim Possible for a good long while instead of Spider-Man. You That's... know what? After listening back to it, though, I think we could have t- talked a little bit more about it. Are you sure? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was just, there's so many similarities between Kim Possible and Toby Michelangelo Peter Parker. TM. <laughs> TMNT. Uh, TMNT. Toby Michelangelo. Neater Tarker. Neater Tarker. Outstanding. Toby as a Ninja Turtle. Toby would be, obviously, Michelangelo. This, he... uh, when, when I was in middle school, I, I can't remember what grade. I must. I think I was very young. I think I was in, like, sixth grade. My school was hosting a movie night. Good. Which was weird. So they had, like, popcorn. They had, like, a bunch of parents standing around awkwardly. All the kids sat on the floor of the cafeteria. And I think there was, like, like a screen that was pulled down. And on the projector, guess what we were watching? Oh, God. I'm going to go with t- and Turtles. Yeah, that's it. You got it. Okay, good. That was a really good guess. Thank you. So we watched the... I, I don't even know when the original movie came out. Um, I feel like it's the 90s, but it also looks so horrible that it easily could have been the 80s. If it's not... If it's the... If it's like 2000, something's off. But uh, yeah, so I, I... We... You know, me and my little acne-ridden brethren were watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the floor of the cafeteria in my middle school. And I think that was the only, that's the only time I've ever seen that movie. It's the, where they're all in like giant, like animated puppet costumes. Yeah. Okay. Well, they are, they are terrifying. That's, that's easily said, but I don't think they were puppets. I think they were actual grown men. Yeah. Grown actors, mind you. Yeah. Who, who were her, br- I hey, I'm not, that's a, that's a paying gig, my friend. Like, dear Lord, that's awesome. But it's also a giant rubber turtle suit <laughs> where you have to do actual, like, kung fu moves. Because they, they're ninjas, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only other person I've ever seen that can do kung fu moves in a turtle outfit is Dana Carvey in Master of Disguise. Oh my god, that movie's so good. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> You know, at my time at Emerson, I have known, I have seen more people who have watched and loved that movie than there are people who have seen, like, actual, like, venerated classics. And it makes me so goddamn warm and fuzzy inside. It's great. It is a tale for the ages. A man that wins fights by just slapping people. And then pulling out their wallets and flashing all of their credit cards in their face. And then putting it back in their pocket just to finish them off with the one fatal slap so that he can reject the mom from Wizards of Waverly Place. Wow! <laughs> Sorry, he just blew my mind there. <laughs> that, that was the, uh, that's how they wrote the, the plot summary, right? Uh, when they were initially drafting the film. 
Yeah, absolutely. You slap me, I slap you was the entire premise. That's a tagline, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow. I still own that on DVD. The other the other tagline was, why is Bo Derek in this? Why is Bo Derek in this so soon? Why, why have you chosen <laughs> to do this, Bo Derek? <laughs> oh, Bo Derek's is kind of like a national treasure at this point, though. Bo, yeah. Derek, Bo Derek was like in the, in the movie immediately. Like 30 seconds in, it's all Bo Derek. And... <laughs> And there's no way that you start that movie and then see Bo Derek and think that all you got to be thinking at this point is, well, it's a masterpiece. I know that much. And I know that much. I mean, if she was in, she was in Tommy Boy. Oh gosh, she's she's popping up where she needs to be, where she belongs. Then later in the movie, freaking Jessica Simpson's there. That's a thing. Remember was that? She? Yeah, Jessica Simpson steals like the parade float. Or whatever. Wow, when that's such a good when film. the dad when the dad has to disguise as all the different uh, celebrities, like the world's fastest runner, so that he can borrow, um, whatever, like Bill of Rights or something like that. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, the uh, guy dresses. Uh, he dresses up as uh, one of the famous wrestlers at the time, so that he can borrow the Liberty Bell. Um. Bonesaw? I don't think it's Bonesaw. Okay. I because it. it's if it was Bonesaw, there there wouldn't have needed to be a disguise. Bonesaw just would have been there to help him. Like, Honest to God, though, if if it was found out uh, by us right here, journalists, of course, that Bonesaw was in fact a master of disguise, I would probably I would probably scream. Okay, so Cole Sprouse is in it. That's good. We've got a Riverdale. Oh yeah, no, here. the in the in the movie, the Sprouse twins are both in it. It's in okay. the very beginning. You know when they flash back to young Pistachio because you gotta is... you gotta remember his name's Pistachio Disguise. Pistachio Disguise. 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 Yeah, to make it Italian. Um, when they flash back and they're like the and just a little bit of luminol scene and uh, the explosion goes off in his face. Um, one of the Sprouse twins is there, and then the the smoke goes off, and then ducks behind the desk, and the other Sprouse twin popped up, like covered after the explosion, like that was their whole thing was because they're twins, they can do that in one shot. What do you think it got out of ten on IMDb? Um, so you said without looking, right? Yeah, without looking. All right, I'm gonna just you know shot in the dark. Uh, well, let's see. I'm going to guess around 20,311 people rated it. Cool. Um, All right. With the average being 3.3 3. 3 out of 10. Is that, is that... <laughs> I'm feeling kind of prescient right now. Is that... Uh, how close am I? You're pretty close. I'm pretty close. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so you know what its meta score is then, right? Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me call the ghosts. 24 critic reviews, 12 out of 100. Yeah, 12 out of 100. And on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a nice, juicy, solid 1%. Okay, thank you for telling me immediately, because I didn't actually have that one pulled up. It has a 1% out of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the the (laughs) movie that has brought me to, and this is an amazing twist, not trust Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, first they, first they they take away my right, my goddamn right to rate films before they even come out. Captain Marvel, I'm looking at you, and and now, 
I'm supposed to trust a service that rates the Master of Disguise a one? That's just horseshit. That's not even fair. Wait, can hey, you... may, I, may I please read you a little piece of trivia? Please of do. Of the, uh, the Master of Disguise? Please. All right. Uh, we'll get into Spider-Man shortly. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is imperative, okay? Because Master of Disguise came out in 2002, so it something happened a year before. The scene at the Turtle Club, you know, one of the most famous scenes, mm-hmm. um, happened to be filming on September 11th. No way. No. Yeah. And um, you know, when word of the terrorist attacks reached the set. Uh, the cast and crew observed a moment of silence. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Dana Carvey <laughs> just, <laughs> just giving a, a moment of silence to those lost in, oh. in, in the terrorist attack of 9-11? Dressed as a fucking turtle! <laughs> then to just so calmly deliver one of my favorite lines, which is the, uh, what if someone was to cause you harm? Terrible, terrible turtle harm. <laughs> if you want, if you want our connection into that um, master of disguise realm, by the way, a different connection than we were making. Uh, so, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Spider Verse connects to Tom Holland's Spider-Man Infinity Wars. Josh Brolin was in James Master Brolin. of Disguise. Yeah. Papa. Papa Thanos. Josh Brolin, James <laughs> Brolin, the dad in Master of Disguise. <laughs> oh my god. Is okay. the dad of Thanos. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I have something. Hit me with it. I have something. James Brolin, Papa of... Well, James Brolin is Fabrizio Disguise, of course. Mm-hmm. Papa of Pistachio Disguise. <laughs> Fabrizio! Fucking so, Fabrizio! Fucking Fabrizio. So, Just sprays the air it. real good. <laughs> so Pistachio Disguise is notoriously phenomenal at disguising himself. Yeah. Um, so one day, you know, he's he's walking in, he's walking into a, a movie theater. You know, it's like 2011. He's like, you know, what? I'd like to see some light fare. I want to see a children's film about okay. small blue people. And and he goes, he sees the Smurfs. And then after, <laughs> he's so he's so inspired by them that he himself paints his face blue because he's a master of disguise okay as a way to try to be a smurf and then he just gets super uh, shredded Mm -hmm. um his chin starts to look like a ball sack Mm. uh and then he becomes thanos and that's the the guy who we know and love who um killed tom holland thank you very much you're saying that dana carvey did this i'm saying that dana carvey is josh brolin is josh brolin (laughs) and he killed uh tom holland okay cool Cool. I like you, Dana Carvey. I like your yeah. style. So if you ever wanted to know who to thank uh, for that, Dana Carvey. It's it's really crazy because for anybody that's seen Master of Disguise and Infinity Wars, now if you go back and watch Infinity Wars, you'll notice that uh, Thanos has a fully high-pitched Italian accent, <laughs> is wearing glasses, <laughs> a shaving cream beard, and underwear on his head. <laughs> through the entire film and it's quite a sight to miss but if you rewatch the film i guarantee you'll see it at least once or twice and there are uh, you said you said for people that have seen both master of disguise and 
Infinity War. It just so happens yeah. that, that both of those films are, are two of the highest grossing films of all time. <laughs> so I, the chances are very high that most people have seen both of them. I can't. I cannot name. A, I cannot name one person who has not seen Master of Disguise. Yeah, here's another fact from Master of Disguise. I'm gonna read it to you without reading it first. It says, "When Pistachio has the flashback in the gym, the guy says, think you got muscles now? Try this.'" When Pistachio says, "Okay," his mouth doesn't move at all. <laughs> so it's just poor con- continuity. No, it's just he's so strong he can't talk through his mouth anymore. He's got to talk <laughs> through his through his flexing. That was the Thanos uh, <laughs> testing, I guess. You know, he's so strong, he's so ripped. Big daddy Let me- Thanos. Let me guess, your home, it was, and then cuts to Italian restaurant, and it was beautiful. <laughs> okay, uh, question. Mm-hmm. How is it that that Master of Disguise, and in particular Pistachio as, like, the turtle, how is that not on the same, let's see, how can I put this delicately, mm-hmm. the same sexual level as Shrek, you know, is on, it not? on the internet? I don't ah. know, I, I feel like there's much more... There's a much more weird Shrek fandom than there is. I think I think what you gotta take into account is when it comes to some kind of fetish fandom thing like that, you're gonna have the the base level where everybody's in on that game, uh, and then you're gonna have the people that are the deep divers who yeah. are just like, I know what I want, but I, I'm gonna want it this way now. And then you've got the people that look up very specifically, kind of like Shrek, but a little human, and can put his head in his body. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, I just had to... Fanning myself right now. I don't know why I thought of this when you said that, but when you said fanning yourself, I thought of you were Dakota fanning yourself. Which, um, I don't know what that would be exactly. Something to do with uh, a nice furry little dog in a supermarket, uh, I would assume, right? Ah, uh, uh, maybe instead of a dog, maybe a cat. Maybe a cat in the hat. <laughs> yes, that's the one that I like. Yes. Can I can I tell you that if not uh, Master of Disguise Cat, the hat's probably one of my favorite movies of all time on that same spectrum. I can very easily see why. Um, but The Cat in the Hat is, is genuinely fascinating to me because <laughs> I, I, I've watched it fairly recently. I, I think I've watched it twice since starting college, which is bizarre. I watched it like a week ago. Fucking A, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it keeps one up in me, I guess. That's fine. Um, but every, every time I've seen it, I cannot help but think... Who was this made for? <laughs> I don't know. It's so tonally I, confusing. No, that's absolutely true. Because when you're a kid, it's kind of terrifying as soon as like the things come out. It's pretty terrifying. Actually, it's pretty terrifying all the way through. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you're terrified of getting in trouble as a kid. And then this cat's doing everything that you're going to get blamed for. And then these terrifying minion things come out of a box of an underworld of an area and everything that you just start it's like alice in wonderland except instead of going to wonderland wonderland comes to you and you can't get rid of it and you're terrified of what it's gonna do to your mom's dress they were the first minions <laughs> they were they really were that's wow. that that's amazing and here's a fun fact back in uh what however many years ago i think it was the universal tour 
that did oh. the, like the you know the King Kong thing and the Jaws thing and the whatnot as it ran through its lot. Oh, Am I mistaken? Um, I think it was Universal. Um, wherever it was there, they also took us to where they shot. And the reason I mention this is because it's the same hill. Um, they took us to where they shot in Big Fat Liar. Oh, this me. the flood, like the scene with all this water coming down to drain them out. The flood being the alien um, adversaries from Halo. <laughs> Chet, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> We're exact same page. It's it's essentially just it's the scene like a bunch of water floods down from the top of this like giant hill area and they automatically send it on their own and then it comes to the bus and splashes you and you're like, "Aha, that's crazy. I got hit by water." And Did then you say that? and then yeah, and then 3 seconds later you think that was a lot of water that they just wasted, and there's a bus right behind us that's gonna it's gonna do the same thing, and they're gonna keep doing that, and that's a they're unloading like a lake worth of water on us every ten seconds. Homeless guy, you walk past a homeless guy on the way out of the park, and mm-hmm. he's asking you for water, and you said and you're like, just buy a ticket. There's yeah, plenty of water in there. They'll just they'll load you up, and then Jaws will be there too. You can hang out with Jaws in the water. He'll that's be the there. They offer that, right? You can just hang out in the water with Jaws. Yeah, it's for five dollars extra. It's hang out with Big Jaws. See, I always thought that those those studios and the studio tours would be really lecherous, and uh, they just basically steal your money. But five bucks to to chill with Bruce the the shark is not a bad deal at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, Bruce the shark. He's a cool guy. He he understands the difference between friends and food. Um, yeah. The reason I brought up the hill though is it's the same hill as if you remember. Uh, the scene with the thing one and thing two that also had like a flood scene uh, and I can't remember if this is very specifically in the deleted scenes or if it's in the actual film where uh, they start the flood by peeing they just pee and it, it, oh. it's a flood oh good the it's whole good. And it's yeah it's just a flood from their body but it's like the size of a flood <laughs> huge penises oh. <laughs> just holes just that's thing holes thing one and thing two have thing three and thing four nice <laughs> thank you they really should have made them thing one and thing three and then they'd be like where's thing two and they'd be like they point down yeah yeah you know honest to god that joke would have made it to the final draft of it, that script it should have or because it, that script is so needlessly sexual it's so really often is. it's insane it, i cannot fathom why yeah but it's wonderful, and it actually it has one of my favorite quotes from any movie of all time, and it's when, do you remember when uh, Mike Myers as the oh godly famous Cat in the Hat, as the uh, autonomous Cat in the Hat, creating cupcakes, and he's got the cupcake inator, which can you take literally any object you want. And it will make cupcakes out of it. And he jumps like a bottle of ketchup and a just like you could take literally a picture frame, just whatever you want, a carton of eggs, all without unwrapping it and everything. You just throw it right in there. He's talking to himself where he's got him <laughs> as a British com- uh, like a British cook. And then he's dressed up like a nice clean cut host. And then uh, British cook, uh, Cat in the Hat's all just like, I'm so excited. And then he's breaking out the cupcake of nature you can make cupcakes out of anything 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 yes anything oh i remember this 
anything. I'll get you, and I'll make it look like a bloody accident. And it's the be- <laughs> it's the best out of nowhere line of all time because they're just like. There are just two children watching, and he's just saying anything, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, oh, I will fucking end you, man. And then he just goes right back into making the cupcakes. And it gets me every time. There's it's also... Just, oh, God. You you talk. I, I keep ranting. It's just a tremendously um, uh, critically mis- misplaced film, I would, I would argue. Because uh, mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't understand it the way that we would. Very true. It's, same with Master of Disguise. Yeah. Um... And we, so when you were at the the Universal tour, um, I was in I was in L.A. last week yeah. visiting my girlfriend. Yes. And um, we had the option of going on a few studio tours. Uh, we didn't do any, of course, because they were a little bit expensive. But um, one of them that we could have done was Universal. And now I'm kicking myself because I forgot that Universal has to do with Minions and now uh, Cat in the Hat, which is uh, odd. I never put that together. Um, but also, we could have done the Sony tour, which would have had, back on topic now, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But it was a bit too expensive also. And Venom. Also Venom. Tom Hardy's Venom. Thank God. Uh, revealing mistakes from Master of Disguise because you wanted me to. <laughs> when... <laughs> When pistachio, when pistachio as the cherry pie man is fighting the two henchmen, the cherries he spits are flying at the henchies from two visibly different angles. Um, how often is the word henchies colloquially used by by uh, normal human beings? Have you ever been a supervillain and said, "Go, my henchies"? Actually, no. Attack! Attack henchies! Attack henchies! <gasps> Gasp! A plot hole. There's a plot hole in Master of Disguise. What if you, you want reading? it, what are you reading right now? The IMDb plot hole. When Pistachio and Jennifer go to the toy convention to find Bowman, she says her name is Barbara, and Bowman invites her to his house. When Pistachio comes looking for her at the door, as the German guy and the snobby English guy, he says he needs to talk to Jennifer Barker. He wouldn't ask to see uh, Barbara instead of Jennifer. Also, Bowman knows her as Barbara and didn't say anything about him calling her Jennifer. Dang. Whoever's watching Master of Disguise and looking for things that are wrong with it, I mean, good luck. It's it's very close to perfect. And and if you have to stoop to the level of, of picking out plot holes, then... I don't know. You just you go away and go hide under a rock because you're you're a miserable wretch. Of a factual error. Uh oh, a factual error. Yeah, we're bullshit. Well, in disguise, Fabrizio Disguise is shown carrying off the Liberty Liberty Bell with his own two hands. This is an impossible feat as the Liberty Bell weighs two thousand eighty pounds. <laughs> that is literally such a waste of that person's time to type out those words <laughs> but at the same time it's not because it brought us uh you know nice pleasant pleasant feelings so wait thank, thank wait we have we have revealing mistakes during the turtle man scene oh my two main revealing mistakes with the turtle man include in between shots the glasses he's wearing change from being regular glasses to magnified glasses why did they do that why did he need them differently for that scene What's going on? And at one point, when Jennifer's trying to get information from the cigar roller, you can see the bald cap Pistachio is wearing as the Turtle Man start to come loose. 
that I think that doesn't matter because we're not to be convinced that he shaved his head for the role of the turtle. <laughs> I think we all think he's in disguise. I don't think we're all assuming he's a psychopathic maniac who shaved his head so that he could fully portray a turtle. Considering, I think at the end of the scene, he takes off the bald cap. <laughs> well, okay, I I think I lost you most of the way through that. Was, was, was that all things that an actual human being wrote down or were you absolutely were you editorializing any of that was not that at all this wow. is this is all imdb <laughs> that that is miserable that is really not great um shall we switch focus okay you want to go back to cat in the hat let's uh <laughs> let's skip cat in the hat for now uh, we, we should have plenty of time by the end of this episode to we be to... fair uh i do actually want to go back to when we were talking about teenage mutant ninja turtles Okay, all right, good, good, good. Um, That's because perfect. we were talking about the... I think that they did have, like, some kind of puppet mechanism within the mouth so they could move the mouth because it was a huge mouth. I like um, to think that it's, like, it looks like a duck bill, so you just bite, yeah. you bite that from the inside and then it makes the mouth move on the outside. I like to think that. There's an important note, uh, two things. A... Um, there was a trio of films, 1990 to 1993. There was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, 2, and 3. On the covers were Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo. How do you think Raphael felt not getting his own cover? Was that... <laughs> How do you that think... Also, I can't tell if this is IMDb or not. Are you this is IMDb real. This is, this is real. How do you think the fourth brother felt about being the only one that didn't get his own cover? Fucking furious, of course. But, There's... I mean, if you're matching up against um, Michelangelo, Peter Parker, then, I don't know, just... You gotta, you gotta deal with it, because some people have a lot and some people don't. And Peter Parker, that guy has it all. That's... So. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm really tying this all back to. I get... Uh, uh, Donatello being on there because he's a genius. Sure, I get Leonardo being on there because he's uh the leader, and yeah, I would expect Raphael because he's a fan favorite for being like the aggressive. Uh, I don't give a dang about everything you're talking about. But then it's Michelangelo, and I want people to understand it's because, um, of the art concept that um Raimi inspired in these films. Uh, these were 1990, 1993, to 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man films inspired these films to um, just go ahead with the concept of if Tobey Maguire were to be a Ninja Turtle, sorry, if yeah. Tobey, um, Michelangelo, Peter Parker, the essence of his character in the Spider-Man films were to be a Ninja Turtle, would he be Michelangelo fully as Turtle? Nay, he would be spider-man under the ninja turtle outfit <laughs> so he so sam raimi obviously directed um or he he like ghost directed teenage mutant ninja yeah the yeah same year, the same year that he was doing dark man with uh, liam neeson <laughs> uh which one was more successful and which one do you still think about today teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> you know why why because that one actually has peter parker in it yeah, and it, like it Toby, literally hit. Michelangelo, Peter Parker. Sorry. Yeah, because he's just under the um, he's just under the outfit. The reason, actually, there's a deleted scene if you haven't uh, watched the deleted scenes, where they have Michelangelo walk up to Shredder and be like, "I've got your number, Shredder," and Shredder's like, "You don't frighten me." And Michelangelo says, "Oh yeah," 
and then they had to cut this where uh, Toby actually takes off the Michelangelo mask and shows that he is now Spider-Man um, with the turtle body because he has got the Spider-Man mask on, but the turtle's body's still on him. And now Shredder is mortified. Just actually, I heard he actually peed his pants in the uh, in the suit. Yeah, make a whole new one. Absolutely, absolutely, just ruined the suit. Cost costume designs a fortune to replace. And now Shredder's thinking, "Dang, not only uh, is this man fast with his webs, but I don't even I don't even know when he's about to attack because he's he's so slow with how uh, quick." he's willing to attack which sounds insanely stupid to say out loud but it's also brilliant no it sounds stupid but it's brilliant and that's what in essence michelangelo is that's what his character is he sounds stupid when he speaks out loud but deep down inside he's brilliant and the reason he's brilliant inside is because toby mcguire is inside of him frankly (laughs) what i what i appreciate the most out of that whole that whole riff you just went on was the the image that is now ingrained in my mind of Tobey Maguire's face and then this garish rubber uh, turtle body. Because <laughs> that's, that's just, that's it for me. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I want a, that. I'm a little Toby Turtle Boy. I'm a little Toby Turtle Boy, he says. Um, I also like that, that in that, because that was obviously behind the scenes, you watched that clip. Yeah. Uh, it was a deleted scene, of course, because you yeah. can't just keep that. You can't keep Shredder pissing himself. Right. Um, but you can keep... They intended to keep the part where Toby rips his, his mask off uh, in character. Um, <laughs> and then the, the producers were actually more mad at the actor portraying Shredder than they were at Toby Maguire for ripping off his mask mid-scene. Right. Which, uh, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the producer's side on that one. Like, Toby can really do no wrong. Um, and if you're grown actor is going to be you know pissing his pants and ruining a whole suit then gotta cut him loose gotta let him go yeah and you know um they actually did replace uh you know they actually did replace shredder in the the third film with uh believe it or not james brolin james Uh, (laughs) brolin you mean papa fabrizio um disguisey they thought that they had cast josh brolin but ah. James Brolin being the godfather of disguise, as we'll call because Pistachio is the master of disguise. I think right. James has earned the rights of godfather. Um, and then that other guy that I can't remember, the, the actual uh, grandpa, the grandfather. Oh, I think God. he's just, I think he's a deity. I, th- <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's long dead. He he's died in, a, in like 2010, I think. He, hey, you know... <laughs> In the movie, in the movie, he's the dog. So who knows if he's dead or alive? He could be oh. literally anything right now. Yeah, they didn't even use any makeup on that, right? That was just his disguise. He yeah, that. yeah. That's crazy. And you know, you know how brilliant his disguise was. You know what his name was? You remember the dog's name? Dog. It's got such a good name, dude. It's the cuteness. Oh. The good. whole, the whole name, the cuteness. <laughs> oh, Man. And- who refers to him as the cuteness? Pistachio. Oh, thank God. Grandpa, you're so cute. His name is the cuteness. He's so cute that he is the cuteness. I just realized something when I was doing that accent, and you mentioned, like, the Shrek and, <laughs> and Turtle guy being on safe sexual wavelengths. Right, right, right. Um, 
within that film when pistachio sees the little kid skateboarding for the first time to cheer him up he does an impression of donkey from shrek are you serious yeah he does he does the i'm making waffles from shrek so now uh we have confirmation that those worlds exist together the worlds have collided and i've never been happier who'd have thunk it you know I thought my mind was just being kind of weird, you know, thinking of them in a sexual light, but nope. So I just played Conga for you by Gloria Estefan, I think is her name. And yeah. you wanted to know if it's from Spider-Man 3's dance sequence, which it really should have been. I it agree. really should have been. Um, it is from Master of Disguise. <laughs> Alright, I did I did know that it was in Master of Disguise, actually. It because... is when he's dressed as like Al Pacino. Oh, what a good sequence. The reason I actually brought it up is because I now have a thing with my friends that whenever that song starts to play, wherever we are, no matter what we're doing, who we're with, whatever, we have to start dancing. And it is it is an amazingly awful experience. <laughs> I feel like that song isn't played nearly often enough for that to be a nuisance you, you know, have like... you have no idea do they just like pull it out of out of nowhere as soon as we started this thing up that song just keeps popping up there was literally i've never heard anybody recommend that song to me for a heartbeat of a second and then a month after we start doing this I'm at a friend's house and they just say, listen to this song and it starts playing and I just got to start jamming out and they'd be like, wow, you really like this song. And then I say, no, I have to do this. And then now they have no idea why or what's going on with me. And, and I can't explain myself. It's just something that I got to do, but it's, it's a genuine pain because like, if you're mowing the lawn, you got to stop mowing so you can dance. If you're... Um, how often, does, uh, how often are you mowing the lawn and you hear Gloria Estefan? I think every time I mow the lawn. Every, that's hell. You, that's uh, not hell. She's great. If, if it comes on when you're driving, you're kind of screwed. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. You've got to start dancing while you're driving. Um, and as we all know, when little things like this come into play and you're just like, ah, ha, ha, I don't have to dance. I'll stay safe in the car and drive uh, safely and whatnot. No, that's not how the rules work. You stick by them even if nobody's around to see you, and you get in a car crash if you have to, but at least you danced your butt off while you got there. Hey, Zane. Yeah? Love you, buddy. I think you're a sociopath. I, th I think. I'm pretty positive that you're a sociopath. <laughs> that whole thing reminds me of icing. It's where you, what is it, you see a Smirnoff ice and you give it to your friend and they have to drink it. Is that but, a real thing? Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Um... But this, I, I like this one better because you don't have to be an asshole and you can just dance. Wait, what that is great. What the hell is like, I hey, I bought a six pack of Smirnoff Ice and I'm looking at all these. Sorry, bud. You got to drink all six of these. Is that I don't like think that's how it works? I think you just hand them one bottle and then they they drink it. So it's just drinking alcohol. There's no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is no like challenge. Um, I've, it's never happened to me, but I think it was on like Tosh.0. Good. And I think that show has been on for ten years too many, so I don't I don't really know. Which is which is actually you know what that's that's pretty impressive considering that they were on before um before Christ, 
So <laughs> that's true. Just just outliving their time frame by about ten years is uh, not terrible. It's not terrible at all, especially knowing that uh, Tosh makes all those gay jokes, and Jesus Christ is notoriously super anti-gay. Yeah, God, I wish his first name was Tosh. God. I wish his name was Tosh O, and for some reason he, he got to name the show Tosh Point O, because he cause his name is Tosh O and he points, and that's that's it's like, why it's, it's named like Sandra that. O. It's like Sandra O's brother. Exactly. Tosh. My name is Tosh O, and today I'm gonna point at all of your favorite YouTube videos from 2007. Yikes! Yeah, that's that show has not aged well, considering the internet is the most abundant thing possible and all he does is point out videos where people vomit or get kicked in the balls and then and then he, hanging fruit and then he gives them a web dead redemption nice i hope that's not a real thing because that made me gag <laughs> it's it's a real thing worded very poorly <laughs> mm, i want to pass away yikes I don't All know. Right, so how... it's been it's been about. I don't know how well you can hear Zach doing the dishes. Tell Zach to back the <laughs> f off and stop stop doing dishes, you dirty bitch. Oh, it just it shows that we're just people. We're just humans we're in just this human crazy little beings. world. Yeah, earlier my real my human fridge, being. My little fridge was uh, making a little noise in my room, and that's it. That's my whole story. <laughs> Yours I'm is more interesting. so glad I got to be around to hear that story. Absolutely. Also, you can hear all the abuse that's going down downstairs. The Gary Busey? Yeah, the Gary Busey. That's how we keep things light in this household, uh, by by making light of the abuse. Uh, I think as a rule of a Busey kid, you gotta tell everybody when they're just like, hey, isn't your dad crazy? Does he, like, does he, like, bother you or anything? You gotta say nary a Busey when you're living with the Buseys. It just <laughs> and then the studio audience uh, claps behind you. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> just the one sad, lonely person in the free studio audience. And it's definitely not Gary Busey. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got shit to do. He was in Point Break, dude. He's in like good movies. I'm there for my own daughters and saying crazy things about me. You ever this seen someone that's scarier than him? No. I don't think I have. No. Either. He looks like, do you remember, what's the movie, Team America? Yeah. Um, he looks like Matt Damon's puppet. Matt Damon. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, kind of. You yeah, the hair. I can see the hair. You know, you know what film Gary Busey could have been great in? Hurricane Heist. I feel like, I feel like Busey would have fit really, really well in that as the villain. To claim that the the heisting band of marauders were the villains in hurricane heist is kind of not fair because literally everything that they did they tried to be like anti they tried to be like non-violent they tried to take money from a treasury that was going to be burned anyway so it's like it doesn't really hurt anyone it's not like they're stealing any money from anyone in particular it's just like they're taking money that would have been burned um and it's just I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. but uh, Hurricane Heist just gets my blood pumping. 
Tell me, would you rather have to commit a criminal heist during a hurricane or a flood? Uh, probably a hurricane, because, like, flooding, it's, I'm going to assume it's harder to get out. But a hurricane, you just got to, like, bunker down inside and then... I, I think I think this is a very easy answer, actually. Because when you say bunker down, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking you let that wind take you. Because that's the easiest getaway I've heard of of all time. Wear your wingsuit and then and then hold the bag of, of loot under you. And then... Or you have to strap it around your waist, I guess, with, like, yeah. a rope. And then uh, extend your arms and your legs. And then the wind just takes you off. And you fly, I'm gonna, glorious bastard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the role of a dumb millennial and say, I would love to try jumping into a hurricane in a wingsuit. I think that would be so fun, and I, and I can guarantee myself, knowing that it might not work how I think it, it, it works in my head. But man, if it did, <laughs> you just break your teeth again. You know what? That'd be worth it though. I'd have the money to pay for it. <laughs> Uh, but in a flood, here's the number one reason not to rob a bank during a flood. Money's going to get all wet. Money is notoriously paper. Money, <laughs> money is, I've heard the rumors that most money is paper. Money's paper typically. You know the uh, game Rock, Paper, Scissors? Yeah, I, vaguely. Money always chooses paper. What? <laughs> Speaking of the Phantom, what are your thoughts on Billy Zane? Oh my God. Um, whew, that's a big, that's a tall order. Uh, Billy Zane is, uh, it's a national, he's a national treasure. Like Nicolas Cage in the National Treasure, National Treasure, or like quite literally like the Taj Mahal. Uh, Nicolas Cage is brilliant. I think that he gives his all in every single performance and I adore that. Unless he's like bored, like in, Uh like in, in 211, which is a movie that came out last year about a cop. And that was like boring and stupid. But, like, in Mandy from last year, that movie absolutely slaps. Oh, my God. He's going off, and it's fucking incredible. And then Billy Zane is gnarly as shit. Uh, even though I don't like Titanic, which is his, his biggest role that he's ever done. Other than The Phantom, of course, please. Right. Um, uh, he's just, like, a fun dude. He's He seems like, he seems like a chill dude. Um, he's very obscure. Not in what he says, but just him as a person. He just seems like a very obscure dude. Um, so I take I take pleasure in in knowing that he is a person and is kind of still acting. And um, Tara, my girlfriend, she bought me this phenomenal shirt, which uh, it says the Zaniacs on it, Billy Zane Fan Club. Oh, oh good. It's it's easily my favorite shirt that I have because it, it really. I'm walking down the street, and I got Billy's, Bill Zane's mug on my goddamn chest. You know, and I feel proud. I think everybody should have a Billy Zane shirt. That's it. Oh, God. Well, thank you very much for listening. If anyone is still listening, dear Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to, to grow a podcast, of course, is to share it and, you know, rate it. And If anybody actually listens to the entire podcast, especially just episode three, like three episodes in, when there is no fan base, then you are an amazing saint and true hero. And if I could pay you, I would pay you. But I wouldn't pay you every episode for listening, just this once, because it'd be impressive this time. The next time it wouldn't be impressive because I would assume you were doing it for the money. Yeah, I'd shake my, I'd shake my head and my finger at them. I'd say, mm-mm-mm. You would wait. You'd shake your thumb and and your finger and your head. So you're um, shaking like an L. 
Yeah, so I'm shaking an L on my forehead, like Shrek song. Well, you know, Shrek, you know Shrek song by Smash Mouth? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the name. That's the legal name. Mm, well, the L's start coming, and the knives start coming, and the tools start coming, and the shed, and the shed, and the shed, and the shed. Anyway, so we uh, we got we got a Twitter, we got a Twitter you can follow. Uh, it's at at Ramy Time. Got a Facebook Ramy Time podcast. Got a got a Google if you want to email these these fine boys mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Ramy Time Podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, gotta go, bye.